South Korea's economy expanded 1.4% last year, meeting the central bank's goal but marking the lowest growth since 2009, excluding the COVID years. Meanwhile, the country's gross national income per capita rebounded to the mid-range of 33,000 U.S. dollars, up at least several hundred dollars from year 2022. For an in-depth analysis on what these figures imply and what is expected ahead this year, we're now joined by Professor Young Jun-sog. Good morning, Professor Young. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. So South Korea logged 1.4 percent growth in 2023. Can you first help us better understand these figures, breaking down the figure for us by categories such as exports, domestic spending and industrial growth? Okay. well, let me just first point out that 1.4 percent is substantially lower than potential growth rate. Now, potential growth rate is what uh, we expect under normal growth conditions. So that's about that's uh, where uh, supposed normal growth is, and this potential growth rate is thought to be in the mid two percent range by most research institutions. Uh, but OECD has calculated it to be in the high one percent range. So because the actual growth rate of one point four percent is below potential growth rate, uh, you can say that the uh, Korea is in an economic slowdown, perhaps even a recession. Uh, now, 1.4% uh, is the lowest uh, growth rate, excluding the years with minus growth rates, uh, which occurred usually after uh, economic crisis, uh, like 1990, uh, 1998 mm-hmm. and uh, 2008, as you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this is really, by most measures, a very low and disappointing growth rate. Now, if we look at it by uh, category, uh, expenditure category, uh, export growth was 2.8%. So it did act as a bit of an engine of growth. But that export growth in large part was nullified by import growth at 3%. Consumption was 1.8% for the year. Uh, so consumption was higher than the actual growth rate uh, total growth rate of 1.4%. So that is a bit of a good news that does... Uh, Look like the domestic economy was fairly strong, but uh, let me get to the uh, fourth quarter figures a bit later on because fourth quarter was uh, consumption figures was uh, a bit disappointing. Mm. Facility investment was 0.5 percent. Uh, the uh, it's been a roller coaster ride for facility investment where we had first and third quarters growing, and then second and fourth quarter. Uh, excuse me, first and third quarter shrinking and second and uh, fourth quarter uh, growing. So uh, it reflects the uh, very volatile characteristic of investment. And it also shows that only some uh, industries, such as semiconductors and transportation equipment, are investing. Uh, Most uh, industries are not investing uh, much. That shows... Uh, whenever semiconductor industry and, uh, say, automobile industry is investing, then you see the figures go positive. But when those industries do not invest mm-hmm. because other uh, in the, in the other industries are not uh, investing, you see it going negative. So uh, that is going to be something for Korea to work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, if you look at service categories uh, by industry, well, we had a downturn in the, uh, lodging and service, uh, lodging and dining by 1.6 percent, uh, despite the uh, reported post-pandemic revenge spending. Mm. 
that shows that uh, the inflation in dining sector has really cut into uh, people's uh, demand for uh, dining out. Uh, we uh, we heard that uh, people traveling uh, has increased because of post-pandemic revenge spending, but apparently those people are spending their money outside Korea rather than visiting places inside Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then financial services fell slightly by 0.1%. Uh, and where services grew, it was medical care and social welfare that rose by a whopping 5.5%. But this sector jobs are uh, usually government-funded, so in large extent, this is government spending increasing. And uh, perhaps this is good news. Cultural and leisure services uh, in the GDP rose by... Uh, 6% for the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So people seem to be getting entertained. Uh, (laughs) Now, if you just look at the fourth quarter, uh, some of the uh, variables become less optimistic. Quarterly growth was 0.6%. An interesting coincidence perhaps this year is that except for the first quarter where Korea grew by 0.3%, Second, third, fourth quarter, they all grew by 0.6%. So we've seen, in some sense, a slow but steady growth. Uh, Fourth quarter, private consumption was substantially lower than overall GDP, uh, 0.2%. This is why I said that perhaps the uh, consumption numbers in the fourth quarter were disappointing because it was substantially less than the total growth rate. Uh, and uh, the uh, growth rate in the fourth quarter was as expected, led by exports, which rose by 2.6%. Imports rose by 1.0%. So exports vastly outpowered imports in the fourth quarter. Uh, but uh, there's a couple of worrying points here. First, growth is becoming perhaps over-dependent on exports rather than domestic economy because exports are growing or recovering very quickly, but domestic economy consumption is not. Mm-hmm. And looking at one of the supporting variables, uh, supporting tables in the sort of the back of the report, uh, in the fourth quarter, we had 0.6% growth. Uh, but uh, if we look at the contribution from the private sector, uh, it had a lot of pluses and minuses, but netting those out, uh, it in, uh, of this 0.6% growth, it was responsible only for perhaps slightly over 0.2%, while government uh, spending was responsible for slightly over 0.3% of growth. Mm-hmm. So uh, the government, uh, so the uh, growth has become dependent on the fourth quarter on government spending rather than the private sector. Uh, so uh, that is another worrying aspect from the uh, fourth quarter numbers as well. Hmm. Uh, the 1.4% growth matches the BOK's targeted goal. Some experts have highlighted that Korea showed a stronger growth than expected and even remains on track for recovery. But others uh, have raised red flags that Korea has entered a long, dark tunnel of low growth amid weakening economic fundamentals. So it, we're in it for the long haul. What what is your take on last year's growth and which angle do you gravitate towards, uh, Professor Young? Okay, well, at least uh, in my interpretation, Korea has been falling into a low growth uh, rate path for uh, since the last two decades. Uh, if you look at the 10-year growth uh, over the uh, last three decades, then in 1990s, the uh, average growth over that 10 years was 7.2%. But in the 2000s, it was cut 
nearly in half, 4.7%. And 2010s, excluding the pandemic year of 2020, it was only 2.9%. Uh, so the uh, average growth rate over a 10-year period has been falling uh, since the uh, 1990s and quite drastically. Now, some of that is... Uh, explainable uh, because when you get richer you naturally your growth slows down and uh, it becomes somewhat harder to grow fast mm. as you get richer uh, but korea's speed has been dropping just too quickly mm. and if you break down the uh, growth rate uh, economists usually breaks down the uh, growth rate into three contribution uh, contributory factors uh, labor capital and productivity or efficiency uh, all three components, uh, the speed of growth has been coming down since the uh, 1990s quite drastically. Mm-hmm. Now, decrease in the growth of labor force has been getting the most attention because the uh, birth rates have been coming down. Uh, but uh, And the uh, growth in labor force is now slowing down. It's growing only very slowly. Uh, so that explains some of the uh, decline in growth rates. But if you look at the figures, uh, the uh, component, uh, the slowing of growth coming from slowing of labor force is really not that big. Uh, Where it's uh, mostly coming from are from uh, decline in the uh, speed of uh, capital growth and decline in speed of efficiency growth. so why is the uh, growth rate of capital coming down so quickly? Well, my guess is that we Korea may be oversaturated with capital uh, already, so people don't really have a desire to invest uh, that much anymore. Uh, if you look at if you use uh, a popular uh, international database that mm-hmm. is designed for comparison like this, Korea's uh, per ca- uh, per laborer capital, how much capital one uh, worker has, is about 94% of the United States. So uh, in terms of how much capital one worker has, we pretty much caught up with the United States already. And if Korea was as efficient as the United States, if we were uh, if we had productivity figures that were similar to the United States, then uh, Korean workers should be making about 94% of what mm. American workers make. But depending on uh, which exchange rates you use, uh, Korean per capita output uh, is only about one half to uh, three quarters of American uh, per capita output, per capita income. Uh, so Korea really has a lot of problem with productivity. Uh, now, what uh, causes the slowdown in productivity? Well, productivity depends on science and technology growth, R&D, uh, education, uh, market competition, laws and regulations, market openness. Uh, and uh, these on these uh, fronts, well, R&D, uh, Korea may be uh, catching up with the United States. Uh, uh, the uh, education, uh, you can argue that Korean education is as good or better than American education uh, or for, uh, foreign education overall. Mm. Uh, but in areas like laws and regulation, market competition, uh, we really are uh, very much behind the advanced country. 
Uh, and that may explain why Korean efficiency is so low, which in turn explains why Korean economy is slowing down. Uh, but because of that, we're definitely on a uh, path to a low growth, and we have been for decades. Uh, meanwhile, South Korea's gross national income per capita rebounded last year, rising to the mid-range of 33,000 U.S. dollars. Well, then what led to this increase, and what is your interpretation of this figure? Okay, well, let me explain what GNI is first. GNI, gross national income, uh, calculates how much citizens earn, whereas GDP, the figure that we cite the most, uh, measures how much a country, and in this case, country is measured within the borders, um, make. Uh, so uh, GNI figures, comparing it to GDP figures, first you have money, that, uh, income that is earned by people, who, uh, Koreans, who are working outside the Korean borders. And then uh, the uh, big difference in GDP and GNI usually comes uh, with how much you can buy uh, from other countries. So let's say that uh, you're uh, how much your country makes and how much you earn in terms of one is same last year and this year, then theoretically GDP and GNI should be the same and it shouldn't change the either years. But compared to last year, let's say that Korean won lost its value. So if you're spending a lot of money on imports, well, the amount of imports that you can buy with your income has fallen. And uh, that's the big difference between, say, GNI and GD, uh, GDP. And another factor that we should consider here is that uh, the uh, $33,000 are calculated as what we call nominal terms, which means it does not account for inflation. Mm-hmm. So taking all these things together, mm-hmm. why did the GNI increase? Well, the biggest factor uh, may be that uh while Korean won lost its value, we didn't lose as much value as it did last year. Uh, so uh, the uh, fallen exchange rates did not cut the uh, dollar-based income by all that much. And then our GDP rose by 1.4%. Uh, people from uh, who are earning from abroad, uh, they also be, have been able to contribute. And then this was per capita figure, uh, per person figure, uh, we uh, talked a bit about labor growth, uh, and uh, population of Korea isn't really rising very quickly. Uh, in fact, the uh, number of working age people actually has been shrinking for the last couple of years. Uh, so uh, while the uh, GDP and G- uh, GNI overall has gone up, if you have high population growth, that may cut into per capita per person figures, uh, but that did not happen all that much because Korean population growth is slowing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, basically, uh, the a reason for the recovery was that GDP and overall GNI grew, uh, and then inflation grew. Uh, so some of this, in some sense, is an illusion. Uh, the uh, GNI per capita went up because prices went up, which is not... Uh, good news, which doesn't really add to people's purchasing power income, but it does uh, add to the income on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that has been another component of uh, GNI growth as well. Uh, in the last couple of years, because of the weakening of the one, we saw the GNI uh, figure fall. But this time, the uh, one 
didn't lose value, but not by that much. Uh, so uh, that didn't, uh, that was another uh, bit of a contribution on why, in the end, the dollar-based figures actually rose. Mm-hmm. But let me also give you another caveat. Uh, when you measure this in dollars, well, sometimes because of the exchange rate, you may see uh, per capita figures go up in dollars but fall in uh, the one or other way around. Uh, it may rise in one and uh, decline in dollars. Uh, you have to remember that market exchange rates change. Uh, it's very volatile. While GDP and GNI fig- uh, figures, uh, those calculate what happened over uh, three months or over an entire year, the market interest rates, uh, they can change daily. Uh, so uh, you may want to use uh, a more stable uh, exchange rates like uh, purchasing power-based exchange rates that OECD and IMF calculates every year. That probably gives you a better indication because that, uh, that exchange rate is more stable and gives you a more accurate idea on how much you can buy uh, with Korean currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, anyhow, mm-hmm. uh, the higher inflation as well as growth in GDP and less of a decline from the weakening Korean one is responsible for mm. rise in per capita GNI for $36,000. Professor Young, we're a little bit crunched on time, so maybe you can uh, do us a favor and keep our last answer a little bit shorter. Uh, what is your diagnosis for the Korean economy this year, and what should the government prioritize to steer Korea away from prolonged low growth? Well, we talked a bit about this in the second question. The right. uh, Korean potential growth rate The underlying growth rate has been falling for decades. Korea has been using the macroeconomic policies of government spending and low interest rates to try to uh, mitigate some of the uh, slowing effects from uh, the fundamental factors. That is not working anymore. The uh, type of uh, macroeconomic policies, the uh, fiscal spending, uh, Mm -hmm. the low interest rates, they eventually run out of strength, and that seems to be what's happening here. They also create longer-term problems if they're used too long. That also seems to be what's happening. We have larger government deficits. Uh, we have, uh, because of the low interest rates, uh, housing prices that are rising too quickly and household and corporate debt, which is rising too quickly. Uh, so we have to uh, address the fundamental factors, mm-hmm. labor, capital, productivity, through various reforms. We talked about labor market reforms, mm-hmm. uh, pension reforms. We also talked about regulatory reforms, mm-hmm. uh, and we probably need legal reforms as well. We need to make Korea's market more competitive so that co- uh, companies can uh, strive for a higher productivity growth all the time instead of uh, becoming very comfortable in the type of uh, monopoly or oligopoly situation that a lot of companies have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these reforms are hard. We've been trying to have these reforms yeah. for the last 15, 20 years. And because it is hard, they've been uh, various politicians as well as uh, companies, they've been sort of punting. They're always leaving it down to the next generation. Mm-hmm. And we may be running out of time. Well, we definitely are mm-hmm. uh, running out of time. Thank you so much, Professor Young, for your insights. We'll speak to you again next week. Thank you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. 
See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.